Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. All right. Thank you for joining us today in this podcast. Lisa and I are looking forward to this conversation with you somewhat, I'll have to say, because it is a, it's a conversation uh, that we often struggle in. And I think so many couples uh, struggle as well is if, if and when we have uh, understanding with regard to you know, a thought, idea, uh, need even, what does understanding lead to? That sometimes understanding uh, might uh, be the, maybe we could say the final word, or that's it. Often when we have conversations uh, in this format, but in our workshops as well, we spend time talking about conflict. And when we have conflict, uh, the goal and or hope of conflict, maybe if we could shift what we think it is, it's to something along the lines of to cultivate understanding that the goal of our conflict, what if our goal is to cultivate understanding? And then I think, and when we did a workshop this last weekend, you know, quickly a hand was raised and it was, well, now what? Okay, now we have understanding, but does that actually lead to something different? So we've titled this podcast uh, playfully, understanding, now what? And I think part of why we want to spend time in this is because we get stuck here, and I think other couples get stuck in the understanding as well. Yeah, I think there is a resistance to understanding now that I think about it, because I think we do get caught up in just wanting to make our position clear, and especially when we're in a conflict about something that maybe we're making a decision about, or mm-hmm. um, or we feel like the other didn't understand us, and so we want to spend more time explaining and making sure they understand what we're saying. Um, but sometimes there's resistance on the other end because, you know. Because we don't want to understand. We don't want to understand. We want to just tell what mm-hmm. we think, and we want yes. to make sure the other knows what we're saying. And so um, sometimes it feels like, are we wasting time here? I mean, can we just make a decision? I think sometimes a decision has to be made, mm-hmm. or I don't really want to hear what you have to say. I already know what, what we should do. I, mm-hmm. I know what I want to do. And so I'm going to go do it. And we don't want to wait for maybe what the other has to say. Mm-hmm. And and maybe so we don't see value in it, I think. And so I think that's what we are thinking, if we can show, which we've we found to be true, that there is value. There is a lot of value. And it may not be for that specific moment, but over time, as we engage in taking time out to understand where the other's coming from in a certain conflict that lo and behold, over time, things may start to shift and move. Mm -hmm. And so we've, we've seen that. Yeah. And I, I would say this is where we, as we said a bit ago, this is where we tend to get stuck. And I think for for so many of us, we, we all get stuck is What's the resistance? What's the caution in moving toward understanding? That's the first part. But once we do have understanding, uh, then what? And and I think what is difficult is that once we have understanding, that often doesn't lead to something different, but it can. And that's the hope of this conversation, is that understanding, it's, it's not understanding, period. It's understanding, comma. It's a transition. 
it's a transition to something potentially being different. Uh, for example, this last weekend, Lisa and I were preparing to go on a trip, and uh, I had we, we were leaving very early. And uh, as as is true for us when we travel, when we go somewhere, whether that's a a night or longer, uh, we put all the things by the back door, and uh, one of us is expected to or assumed uh, that it will that that this person will load it up, get everything ready in the car. And I had, I think I had um, put everything in the car, packed it all up. Well, uh, even before that, it was, it was planning the trip, right. making the reservations, right. um, you know, doing all those details. All the administrative. I don't enjoy. Right. And so I'm very happy to right. allow you to do. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, that you are happy that I get to do that. I, and I enjoy for the most that. part, it works for us. That That's just how it tends to work. I, I'll take care of this part, and maybe you'll take care of that part. We, we tend this, to operate in our own categories, right. For the most part, right. And and it, and it for the most part, it works out. well. Yeah. This particular morning, it didn't. It work wasn't well. going well. <laughs> I packed all the things, put them in the car. Uh, I, I got in the car, and let's just say this is very early in the morning. And so, uh, as I'm in the car, and you, I would say, hmm. What's a good way to describe it? You saunter out uh, to the car. Again, <laughs> sauntered out to the car, open the door. Uh, you, uh, th- this is just my experience. I'm not saying this is true. Uh, this is just my experience. You sauntered out. You got in the car, and then we're about ready to leave. And I think you said, "I had my cup of coffee." You I had was your ready nice to go. hot cup of coffee. <laughs> I looked over and I said, "Oh, you didn't get a cup of coffee." And right. I did not respond well. That was a breaking point. <laughs> and I said something like, no, because you did not get me one. You said no, because nobody got me one. <laughs> oh, nobody got me one. Well, if you were in the car and you were in the backseat and you were watching us, I think maybe a, a playful wondering might have been, in, without naming this or speaking it, would have been, now what? Now what? We all have moments like this in our marriage. It didn't go well. Something just happened. I was upset. I was bothered. I was frustrated. And when I said that, you were upset, I think, and bothered and frustrated. Like, what's wrong with you? Is that yeah. not how you... How you well, yeah. I, I, I don't usually necessarily get you a cup of coffee. You usually get one on your own. And, and I was just commenting. And it wasn't like, oh, you should have got me one. I, I felt a little... Like, why didn't you get me a cup of coffee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. It just really... It ticked you off. It ticked me off. And yeah. I said, come? well, you can share mine. And then there was, I think there was silence for about at least an hour. When oh, we're driving. Yeah. Almost two hours. <laughs> there was silence. I was bothered. Lisa was bothered. Okay, now what? That These are common moments. Something something happened. And, and here's what I want to highlight. Is that these moments tend to build up? They're not moments that just happen in the moment. They're moments that are there's some data, there's some story, there's some history. Whether that's a half hour ago, or an hour ago, or yesterday, something was building. And these are the the moments in our marriage that, if we're not, uh, if if we're if we choose not to tend to them well, they can be m- more and more disruptive over time. So so I I, I didn't speak kindly. I, I but I was. And I, you hear the butt, like I almost want to defend it. I was bothered. I was irritated. I had taken care of the details. I'm tired. 
I've loaded up the car. Uh, and in my mind, this is, I think, true for some of us, is in my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to wonder, well, how come I'm doing all the work here? Not that you don't do work, not that you right. aren't doing any of the work. And I think the hard part, too, is that we often can do this, we do the same exact scenario when mm-hmm. we go on a trip, and that doesn't happen. Right. Right. And so sometimes I think in your marriage, you know, you're going along, you do, this is how, you know, I take care of this, you take care of that. We're going along and all of a sudden one of us is like, how come I doing all the work? Or how come mm-hmm. I'm doing this again? And and it kind of comes out of the out of nowhere, it seems. And so I right. think that's... That caught you off guard. Caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. And, and then if we wouldn't have been in a hurry and had to drive off, I would have said, okay, well, let me go grab you a cup of coffee. But we were having to go and so we just headed out is it is it fair to say though that you did not want to go get me a cup of coffee after no that? I, I i think i would have <laughs> but i i feel like we were like on the wire it was ready time to go and mm-hmm. and i was afraid to get out of the car because you might have left without me no <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i wouldn't have done that <laughs> but there is a sense of being bothered for you and i think for all of us when the other responds in a way that feels like it just came out of nowhere. Right. And and as we have invited, And all of a sudden I felt like I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And here I was working hard just to get out of bed, get my stuff by the back door, get into the car. And now I've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think for me especially. Right. That's part of your story. Part of my story is I, I always wanted to do something right. I always wanted to do what was right as a child. I didn't want my mom to get mad. I didn't want my dad to get mad. I, I worked really hard to do the right thing. So it's a it's a big trigger for me. It's a it's an area in my story in my narrative that that comes up a lot because I um yeah, I, d- I don't want to get in trouble. Quote unquote in trouble. And that's how I see it a lot of times when when you're saying that's not what it was, but that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like a little kid, like I got in trouble. I didn't do the right thing. And so I'm going to pout, you know, so I was, I was quiet. So in that moment when you felt like you were in trouble, because I I implied you had done something wrong in, in a way, which wasn't kind. And when you feel like, or when we all feel like somehow it's implied that we did something wrong, now what? What do you what, what what would you say is is needed, or what would you say is helpful in moments like that? Well, I well I think what what doesn't work is I don't feel like understanding you at that moment, hmm. right? And so all of a sudden I feel like, oh, I just got in trouble for doing something that I didn't even know I was supposed to do, and now I just don't even feel like asking you about it. I don't I don't hmm. want understanding. So I think I think that's some of the resistances. Maybe we're hurt, you know, maybe we're, we're ticked off for some reason. We're feeling frustrated and disappointed. And so, so our own hurt, our own frustration sometimes impedes or inhibits the movement toward understanding. Right. Yeah. Why would I want to understand right now? Mm-hmm. I just, I want to feel mad for a while. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fundamental area for all of us at times in our marriage. when we experience disconnection is it's, is it's deeply rooted to that is when the other speaks, behaves, acts in a way that's unkind or hurtful, we want to either fight back or we want to just withdraw and say, never mind. There's little to know if any attempt to understand, hey, what happened? Or you seem upset, you seem bothered. And and I think that's that's a lot of work over time for us in our marriage is, is 
if we camp there or if we if it takes root if we linger i don't want to say too long but but more more time than is it what is really needed when we stay in the well never mind uh that was it's ridiculous why would you say that or why would you act that way or why would you think that or why would you use those words then we we become entrenched and we say never mind uh, i'm just going to leave him alone or i'm just going to leave her alone and that's we sometimes think that's helpful and sometimes the space is helpful and yet i wonder what helps us to return that's the key piece two key pieces one is what helps us to return when we are or have been hurt wounded frustrated by the other's behavior what helps us to return to try to understand and and sometimes it is time sometimes it's hmm i wonder i wonder what was going on for him i wonder what was going on for her mm-hmm. so it's intentional it's not natural sometimes it's counterintuitive like you said you, mm-hmm. i don't want to never mind right well, and i think that's why it's it's really important to see the value in understanding and i think over time we are beginning to really see the value of understanding and so we know that it's going to get us to that next level mm-hmm. whereas i think for years we didn't really see the value in we it. We just left it alone. It just felt like, what? I'm going to get yeah. in more trouble, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't even want to know anything else. Mm-hmm. But now that I think we've begun to see the value of sort of almost lifting us up to a higher place, like, okay, you know, after the grace period of however long it took us to recover from the hurt, you know, kind of lick your wounds and then go, okay, um, so what happened? Yeah, I think the... The couple of hours helped in a way, but but I I think I want to acknowledge that sometimes we can say never mind and we don't return to it, and that's where contempt builds. That's where disappointment builds. That's where resentment builds. Uh, and and here's the internal script for me: the script being what we say and think and feel about ourselves or about the other that we don't name out loud. That we actually this is the like. The, if we were having a monologue with ourselves, that's what we mean by internal script. Lisa doesn't care. Uh, it's not important to her. Of course she didn't remember a cup of coffee because because I do all the work and uh, nobody notices. And I hope you hear, those of you listening, that's a common response we have to the other when we feel hurt, when we feel bothered, when we feel frustrated, is we start to make assumptions. And we fulfill or we confirm our own assumptions by confirming them internally and so it took a couple hours and in the past it's taken days and and i'm having my own yeah internal script over here going god that was rude boy why he's today and what you know (laughs) gosh i didn't know he wanted of course if he if i knew he he wanted a cup of coffee i would have got one and he doesn't think i'm very nice now and you know i just can kind of go off on my own Mm -hmm. little and so we're kind of off in these two different worlds so let's let's put words to what helps us to return even when we don't want to. What helps us to move toward the other with the hope of understanding even when we don't want to. And and I it, in a playful way I think it'll speak to this a bit. It's this five letter word begins with a p ends with e and it's pride. I think often pride inhibits us. Pride says, mm, "No, the other's wrong. The other's at fault." It pride I think justifies our behavior sometimes justifies how we feel well and also i think we i think we think we understand what's going on like oh 
I know it. He's just grumpy because of this and that and what happened last night. And, you know, like, so I'm going to make up my whole idea. Assumptions. Assumption of, of my mm-hmm. own understanding. And so I think it doesn't occur to us sometimes, like, I already know why he's mad. Or I already know why he said that. Or, or you might uh, assume that you think you understand that I'm, you know, the reason why I didn't do it. And so it doesn't even occur to us that we don't understand truly what the other person's thinking. And so we don't ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes that assumption does inhibit movement. It keeps us from pursuing. It keeps us from asking. Uh, and and I would say in my script too, that was the assumption. Like, yeah, it doesn't doesn't really matter. Um, I I don't really matter. I'll just I take care of the things that need to be taken care of, and all is well. So I think what what the highlight in this conversation, one of them is what helps you and I to return, move toward the other, with the goal or hope of understanding. And, and I think that's it. That is the goal. That is the hope, is that we move toward the other because we want and hope to understand, but, but also to be understood. So it's not as if we're always about understanding the other. It, it's okay that we have a desire and a need to, for, for our spouse, for our partner to understand us. So some, they're not mutually exclusive. Sometimes they, they go hand in hand. And sometimes we we need to be mindful that that's actually what we're needing. We're mm-hmm. we're needing to understand our spouse, but we're also needing to be understood. Mm-hmm. So we we did spend some time later that morning checking in, and and here's a very helpful phrase: when you and I we are somewhat stuck, and in that distance, uh, it's it is that phrase of "Hey, can we check in?" Uh, or "Hey, I'd like to check in a little bit. That didn't go so well. Uh, can we can we come back to that?" and Return is an invitation. I think that's where we, in the past, and also still get stuck is what keeps us from inviting the other to return. I think sometimes it's, no thanks, that's the fear. Or, no, I'm good, I'd rather not. And then and then we might even be more, mm, I would more say. Embedded. More what? More embedded in yeah. maybe what our position was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think another thing is, depending on, how conflict was modeled for us when we were growing up, because for me, we didn't do a lot of working things out. And so I tend to fall into that freeze mode and it's, it's almost normal, you know, in a way to Mm -hmm. not figure it out, just to wait till the other one feels better. And then, Oh, good. Do we really have to talk about it? You know, like, Oh, everything's good now. So let's just move on. So I think I've had to learn over the years that it actually is helpful because we are going to be in this situation again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and again and again. Yes. And so maybe, you know, you can think about what was conflict like for you growing up because it really helped me to understand where I was coming from and what I sort of avoided and um, didn't even really notice was missing until we began to realize the importance mm-hmm. of um, because in this situation, it, it we found that understanding really did promote something that was really helpful and, and change. It did, and really want to highlight, use that word a few times, because what inhibits our attempt to return or repair, I, I think, is pride. Pride justifies our behavior. Pride says she or he was in the wrong. Uh, pride, uh, in a way, doesn't own any part of the dynamic I just played in that. So it's a, I think the, the invitation in that is to be aware of where does pride play a part in, in our conflict, in our tension? Where does pride 
play a part in those of you listening? Where, where might that be a part of your dynamic at times? Where do you withhold the desire and or attempt to return because pride wants to say, never mind, uh, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. So it takes, I, I just think, an intentional effort for all of us in moments like that to return with a goal of, yes, understanding. So we return to it. One of us, I think it was you, said, hey, what's up? Or what happened? We were able to put words to w w what my experience was, what I felt. Mm -hmm. I think you did that as well. Uh, and then here's the second part. Okay, so so some understanding was cultivated. I think I felt more understood by you. You validated my experience. I, f I think I understood a little bit more for you what happens for you when you hear me imply that you've done something wrong, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, it's a tender place. Like, I, I don't want that for you. I don't want you to hear that my words of it that are assuming that you've done something wrong or implying or giving mm -hmm. you the message that you've done something wrong. Right. And, 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 and when you shared, you know, how we, it does come off a really busy week um, and that you had taken care of all the details and that oftentimes it does fall on your, in your lap. And, and, you know, I kind of know that in my head, but I forget sometimes how much time it does take to make all those plans and do all those things. So it was helpful for me to remember and then that's part of your story, being firstborn son, having to take care of things. Take care of everything. Mm -hmm. And nobody really notices and mm -hmm. everybody just assumes. And so it just kind of played right into your story. And, you know, it was just, it was just an easy, just kind of everything colluded at the same time. And so being reminded of that was helpful to me. Um, yeah, it was helpful. I was able because, to hear you and, yeah. um, and say, oh yeah, you're right. Gosh, I, I really didn't take care of the details. I, I, I got my bag packed, got it by the door. That was my one goal. But, um, so but it, it helped me have some empathy. It, yeah. It helped you to have empathy. And I, and I would say that that happens when understanding leads to empathy, then, then maybe there's something that occurs or shifts or is different even the next time, uh, that it understanding can lead to something being different sometimes. In a in a hopeful and a, and I think in a good way. I you we had a I think a a good conversation. We returned to it well. Uh, it took a, I mean it took a lot of effort to return to it. And then you know four days later we're packing up again and we're getting ready to head out and teach a workshop. All the things are by the door. And then what was one of the most beautiful moments was actually you 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 were taking some of the bags out. You were taking some of the things out and you were putting them in the car now. That in and of itself is not unusual for you, but it I think it was so life giving because you offered it in on the in the heels of that conversation of there was understanding and it shifted or changed something even for you quickly. And that that was really sweet. That was really kind. Now that doesn't always true that's not always true for us. I know. I really it. like this example. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I really didn't even think about it it wasn't conscious it wasn't, it wasn't like okay today and, i'm going to do something different because now i have understanding yeah and actually steve in the middle of the workshop said oh well i noticed that you did something different and it was like oh yeah i did and mm -hmm. i i remember just thinking you were still finishing some details and i'm like oh i can take stuff out and um but that's a simple example of how understanding can actually lead to change. Probably because the trips were close together too. So I remembered like, oh yeah, he's doing all the work again. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We might be talking this on the next podcast. I better take the suitcase no, out I really, the car. I really, I really, I love this example because I really wasn't 
conscious of, oh, I think I'm going to I think to you love the example now. because it's about you. I know, I do. But I also <laughs> love that, you know, the things that we talk about, it's not like we're tra- we're talking about behavior modification, like, oh, do this better next time. You know, try to do this, try to do that. But actually, because of the conversation we had and because I felt like I understood that you kind of fall into that role of taking care of everything and that's how you always were seen as a firstborn son and just you often take care of a lot of details and it just kind of came to my mind and I thought oh well I can do some things too and so I I I just did so I felt like the understanding really did you know have have a purpose and have and helped me to do something differently not Mm -hmm change my behavior, but just do something different this time. Which I think is a is a very sweet invite on our behalf, but also on behalf of those of you listening, is that what might understanding lead to? If there was one particular understanding that we are trying to work through as a couple, what might we hope it would lead to? That sometimes we need a vision uh, or even words around understanding the vision of what it could lead to, the hope of what it could lead to, that understanding sometimes can feel like the final word, but it doesn't have to be the final word. It actually could be, there's a hopeful transition towards something else, whatever that might be. And so our our hope for those of you listening is, is to have that conversation, to be intentional about when we cultivate understanding in this particular area or this particular moment, what might we hope for in terms of what that might lead us to. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. <laughs>